It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour. Reno's in. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. We're hanging out at Twin Peaks. Scenic views, especially today for Halloween. All the ladies dressed up, leather and lace. Bunch of costume folks just came in. Looking good. People having fun. We got Monday Night Football tonight. We'll get you an update on what's going on with World Series game number three. And Clement Weather on the way in Philly. So kind of messy. Let's do it. Big Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. You know, I I understand we all like to devalue the running back, side with the organizations that don't really want to pay a guy, crap on Christian McCaffrey because he was hurt a little bit recently. Oh, he's got a lot of money due. How do you give up all those picks for Christian McCaffrey? Yesterday's a prime example. The difference between the Rams and the Niners, and there's a lot of differences, but the biggest gap without Debo Samuel. The Niners freaking handled the Rams again, and Christian McCaffrey, barely understanding this offense, was awesome. He threw a touchdown pass as well mm-hmm. as receiving one and rushing one. That was awesome. This has already been a a crazy, versatile, you know, confusing offense to go against. Now when Debo comes back and McCaffrey fill in some of that role, look out. Only Jimmy G can screw this up. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, though. So, I I, I mean, I, I thought it was great because I thought that he played with something of a chip on his shoulder. I think that he wanted to not necessarily avenge, like, his team debut, but just sort of have a bigger, obviously, like a bigger splash, right? He was traded, what was it, on a Friday, and two days later he was in the lineup. So, Thursday night, Friday, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was fantastic. I was happy for the guy just for the fact that he was able to sort of spread that offensive wealth around and show the versatility and almost I don't think that he was trying to send a message nor were the 49ers but it's it was it had to have felt good for him to show off that he could be used in a variety of ways and I'm not saying that they that you know oh we they should be used throwing packages at him where he's throwing but it's it's more so just that the, this is the type of player that you got that can be an intangible that you that opponents don't expect. So against the right defense and the schematics work out properly, McCaffrey's a valuable asset. And the flip side, I don't think the Rams are coming out of this. Like I don't think the Rams are making some grand comeback to go even like ten and seven. Really? Their their O line is not good. No. They certainly haven't replaced Von Miller. Aaron Donald is not, you know, playing like Aaron Donald without some help. And their offense. They can't run the ball. Their offense stinks. And yep. yesterday, like, I like the kid. And I think he's going to be, you know, a talented guy. I don't know if he's going to be a starting running back in the NFL. But one of my favorite players to cover in the Mountain West Conference was Ronnie Rivers. Really good. I mean, he's getting. I don't want to do this again because I flipped out earlier when I was saying the 12 touches. Like, Josh Jacobs, 12 touches. Taysom Hill, 12 touches. Ronnie Rivers. 12 touches. Rookie out of Fresno State. That's where the Rams are right now. Well, and and here's the other thing. I'm not saying it's the lack of, the absence of Odell, but passing game, protection hasn't been there. 
that could that could sort of lend to this, but the Rams rank 22nd in the league with only 1,600 yards passing. You traded for a big arm in Matthew Stafford, who comes in and you yeah. you, you sort of surround him with the right components to reel off a Super Bowl run, but. Well, there was going to be a day, Willie, where they had to pay the piper for trading away all their picks and going with high-dollar guys. And, you know, you have to every year when you pay out high salaries, you got to come up with an infusion of cheap young talent. And this year it just seems like right now they're coming up short. Well, you look at the names that aren't there that were there for that run, and it seems to be making a difference. So, um, yeah, I – you don't see ten wins. Uh, where are they? Well, yeah, no, they're, they're three, three and four. four. Seven wins is going to be tough to get, especially within the division, and that includes Arizona because, you know, they're they they're three and five. But if they feel as if they can beat the Rams and play with some confidence, Seattle and Frisco, though, I don't. The Rams aren't beating them. I haven't looked at the rest of their schedule, but uh, I have it here. I have it here. It's not going to be easy. Number three. Andy Dalton outplayed Derek Carr. Just shut the show off right now. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> but it happened. Andy Dalton, now 4-0 against the Raiders. Yesterday, he wasn't unbelievable. He's good enough. 229, two touchdowns, no mistakes. Derek Carr ran an offense. They got 183 yards total offense. Think about this. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller not playing, Right? But the other four guys, 85 yards going to the fourth quarter of total offense? How is that even possible? Carr sacked four times. This was the interception where he was under pressure and it got tipped. Got the block from Miller, and it's deflected and intercepted and grabbed by Tyron Matthew, his second pick of the season. Yep. Carr hit nine times. Dalton not hit all day. And you sent over the AP story today. Raiders car struggling to hit stride in McDaniel's scheme. I mean, this is this is a good sample size for Derek Carr. Right now, it ain't working. I just mentioned before the break, PFF number 24 quarterback in the NFL. Meanwhile, guys like Tua and Geno Smith are top six. What in God's name? Well, I want to know why, you know, you talk about the scheme, right? And I did send that over. The scheme that has Devontae Adams with five targets yesterday. This is a Saints team, as you as you've mentioned several times during the show, that ranked what, Steve, in giving up points? 28? 31st in the league. Yeah. 31st Se- in the league. Last points allowed. And against the pass, against a rush. I mean, Devontae Adams, five targets. Foster Moreau, the backup tight end, had nine targets to lead the team. Six receptions. Amir Abdullah and Keelan Cole had the exact same amount of targets as Devontae Adams. This is – Derek Carr is not playing up to par, not to drop a bar, but this is somebody's system, Steve. This is somebody's play calling. Jarrett Stidham, 76.4, passer rating yesterday with a short sample size again uh, compared to Carr. But he threw, what, uh, roughly 29 yards less than Derek Carr did at 8 of 13? Do we need to discuss whether or not – is that even possible? When not, not when, when, when Carr is having a no, – cur- 
His, it's his lowest quarterback rating since 2017, 86.8. He said, this is embarrassing. We can't have that. This had never happened, especially with the group of guys in that locker room. We are so much better than that. Well, if I'm going to say that it starts at the top with McDaniels, then that offense, it starts at the top with Carr. Yeah. I mean, Stiddy versus Carr and playing time should not ever be a question this year. But, hey, if they're at the 13-game mark and they're like 4-9, then you may see it, and then we will start discussing Derek Carr and the rest of this contract that is far from guaranteed. Number two. Number two. How good are the Saints? In that division, I think they've got a fighting shot to win it. That's not saying a whole lot because the division record-wise ain't good. The Buccaneers, like I, these these problems for the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers are long-term problems. They're not going to be fixed overnight. They've all got systemic issues on their on their squads. NFC South right now. Falcons lead it at four and four. Bucks and Saints are three and five. Panthers are two and six. And the Panthers are, I'll say it, actually a bad call away from being three and five as well. This whole division could have been three and five. You know the penalty yesterday on DJ Moore, they have this unbelievable moment. Bomb, tie the game at 34, extra point pending with 12 seconds left. DJ Moore took off his helmet. As it turns out, at least according to one NFL officiating expert mm-hmm. said that the flag should have been thrown because DJ Moore was actually off the field, was off the pl- well, off the field, not the playing surface, off the field when he removed his helmet. They were this close to having a division with four, three, and five teams, and that game yesterday against the Falcons, you know, with the Falcons and the Panthers, I think is a sign that that's going to be the deal the rest of the year. One of these teams is going to have to fight and scratch and claw just to get to nine and eight. I think the Saints can be the team with Andy Dalton. They can be, but I think the Falcons are going to win the division. Really? I'm just looking at their schedule. Uh, Freddy Krueger just Let's not read through the whole thing. I'm not going to, but I just like the way – I just like the complexion of their schedule going into their bye week and coming out of it. It could be a big showdown. December 18th could be the showdown for the division in New Orleans. I should have bet the Saints last week at plus 550. I don't know why I didn't do that. I'm going to check the odds during the break. To win the division? To win the division, yep. It's a crazy division. And then, you know, to your point, I know you sent over a bunch of former Raiders who were achieving this year, <laughs> like Marcus Mariota, who's not putting up gigantic numbers, but he's in a running offense. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of the ball, managing things, explosive runs every once in a while. Yeah, it was real interesting yesterday, wasn't it? And really the last couple of weeks with Kenyon Drake being a contributor to Marcus Robinson's doing a good job, also with the Ravens. Uh, Alex Ingold had a one-yard dive yesterday for a touchdown. It's funny the way this is working out. All these former Raiders. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Number one. I feel like really wanted to say something. Just to throw down a G. Well, Gee, I just, damn it! I, McDaniels went into Denver. What did he do? Get rid of Cutler? Not that he was anything great, but I'm just saying. Went in, started shipping people out. We don't need this. We don't need that. Man. Remember my hot take before the season? What running? You back had they so need? many hot takes. I did I, I not. Can't keep I had one them. that you and Adam sweated me uh, about. You're, you're, you have so many. I said that they should have kept Kenyon Drake. That was my guy. And gotten rid of. I, I didn't say. Who, I, didn't, I didn't say who they. So you wanted I, to keep I, seven I, running backs? No. Come on. Don't. Don't be an ass. <laughs> I, I, I never said they should get rid of Jacobs, ever. I just said that my hot take was that Jacobs would not be the hot hand. It would be Kenyon Drake. Right. They shipped Drake out. They kept six guys. And Josh Jacobs 
is now he's turned it up a notch. Three weeks, 441 yards, and McDaniels dropped the ball in New Orleans yesterday. Yeah, but the thing you're missing, Willie, is with Drake gone and the trade last week of Johnny Hankins, Raiders are like second or third in salary cap room. They can they can add all they want here by tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm just, let me check my Gmail. See, no, no press release. The only, only media advisory I've gotten from the Raiders is tomorrow's Zoom with the coordinators. That should I be riveting. Never thought we'd get to seven games and looking, and we'd be looking at this team like, wow. To my point a couple minutes ago, by week thirteen, are we going to be looking at a squad that's going to be starting to think about Carr's future and which vets get to play and which young guys get to play? It's it's really gotten that bad. I think all of us. Excuse me for a hot minute here. I think every single one of us on this show has at some point said that we would get to a certain point of this season regardless, regardless, outside of a Super Bowl win, we've all said, what's Carr's future? Because the team-friendly deal that they cut with this guy. He's on, they're only on the hook for one season with him. You don't think that by the end of this keeps up like this, you think McDaniels is going to take the – him and Ziggler, I mean, I'd like to know what's going on with the meetings, this elongated meeting that Mark Davis had with the with 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 McDaniels, but you think that he's gonna be the scapegoat? No. I don't I don't want to be an ass here, but I do want to point out one of your hot takes was that the Raiders would make the playoffs, right? Were you one of the guys dead who wrong. had to make the play? Dead wrong. Are you I out of No, I was dead wrong. Okay. Dead wrong. I was one hundred percent wrong. Are you kidding me? I'm disgusted. Disgusted. I don't even want to win the Raiders bet now with you against the Chiefs what? because Stop. I'm so disgusted with this team. Cut it out. You want to win bets. Big Ford Force presented by Battleborn Injury Lawyers in Reno and Las Vegas. Call from anywhere in Nevada, 766-1400. Now, back to Cofield and Company. Vontae Adams today, one catch, five targets, three yards, second and ten. And they go right here, and they're going to cross midfield, perhaps, with that catch by Cole. Yep, mark him in the bar. No, at the 50, they mark him. <laughs> they're putting him yeah, right, right at the 18-yard right catch and run. He didn't get it. I mean, can we even play this music? Are we allowed to? After that? That was rough. They don't deserve to have a theme. Kevin Harlan, CBS, just kind of mocking on the Raiders there. And he mentioned the note about Devontae Adams not doing a whole lot. Everything is discombobulated right now with the Raiders. By the way, uh, Phillies, Astros, Game 3, World Series postponed. So they get back at it tomorrow. Uh, rainy, or at least they expected rain in the Philly area, so they've rescheduled it for tomorrow. Bill Romanowski played for the Raiders, winning football player, and right now the Raiders are not playing winning football. Bill, how you doing? It's Stephen Willie in Vegas. What's happening, guys? Not a whole lot right now with the Raiders. This I can't believe we're sitting here at the uh, seven-game mark and we're starting to talk about trade deadline and moving guys out and what's it going to look like in week 13. I mean, this this is very unexpected. Um, I, I have to admit it was probably the worst performance of the worst performance of the year for sure but i i almost think the worst performance of the year by any team in the nfl it was that bad we made andy dalton look like let's just call it tom brady patrick mahomes he looked like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, 
and uh, couldn't get near him. He was just throwing laser lasers, you know, to his receivers. Camara uh, was destroyed us. I mean, I the only person that earned their wage yesterday was the punter. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Andy, Andy Dalton is closer to our age than he is to, like, Malik Willis and Justin Fields. No, not, I know. I mean, this is nuts. But he looked, he looked like a top-five quarterback in the NFL right now. That's – and, I, you know, you have to say you got pass rush, you got coverage, you got all those things. And we could not stop the pass. We couldn't stop the run. And we couldn't put any pressure on him. We couldn't cover him. We, we stunk up the place on defense. And offense, we didn't score a point. So we stunk it up on offense. Should Raiders fans be mad at Derek Carr or sad for Derek Carr, because I, I can't figure out how Tua, Geno Smith, and guys and, and Dalton are playing like top seven quarterbacks in the league, and Carr just looks kind of ordinary each week. And he's making forty million dollars. He's getting paid like a top five quarterback. And Hey, you know, quarterback can't do it himself. I I agree. But the coaching, the players, everybody has to look at themselves and say, we sunk it up today. And that is bull crap. And we got to no. turn this thing back on. And we got to get it going. We are pros and we stunk it up. And that's bull crap. And that does our fans pay good money to watch us play. They watch us on TV. They follow us all over the country. And we stunk it up for them. And it's time for us to turn this thing around. And guys got to step it up and start making play. Former Raider Bill Romanowski. I'm kind of fired up. Yeah, I was going to say. Fired up. We're, giving, we're giving you space. Let's go. Come uh, on. I, and I get it. I get it. These guys are making millions of dollars. And, you know, the one guy that's out there, that's you give him a shot to play for the contract that he didn't get the option picked up. You give him a shot. Three, three straight weeks, 441 yards. So how does he get rewarded? Ten carries. Josh Jacobs, taken out of the mix yesterday, was a huge mistake by Josh McDaniels, in my opinion. You know, you're right. He has been probably one of the hottest running back. The way he has run the football, the way he has pounded the football, from making people miss to running people over, but you got to feed the machine. You got to feed the beast. Gotcha. And the beast did not get fed yesterday. And I don't know if that is Josh. You know, I I like Josh McDaniels. I really do. And I and I think he is going to be an elite coach 
in the National Football League, an elite coach for the Raiders. But right now, um, you know, they're missing some pieces. But here nor there, there's 52 guys or 53 guys that suited up yesterday, suited up, that practiced all week, and whether it be the game plan, whether it be, uh, I don't know, I don't have an excuse. Was Mardi Gras going on? Did all the players go in early and enjoy Mardi Gras? What, what is it? But they stunk it up, and that is coaches, that is players, that is equipment managers, that is trainers, you name it, everybody. Everybody takes a piece of this. Nobody gets a pass. No hall passes. Okay? As men, as professionals, you got to look yourself in the eye and say, I sunk it up. I wasn't good enough. And I'm going to turn it around this week. And that's all I could say. And I don't know. I don't even know if they're allowed to put on pads anymore. But they need to be in pads this week. And they need to be pounding each other. And they need to get their butts in gear and start playing some good football. Bill Romanowski on with us, courtesy of uh, LeanOne.com. What's Lean One? Lean One is a fat-burning meal replacement that tastes good and Hey, different than the, what the Raiders did yesterday. You know, Lean One, you know, executes on its promise, and that's helped people get lean, strong, and fit. It's a fat-burning meal replacement. It's the best-tasting, best-functioning product in the country right now. So, Bill, you played for four different organizations. I'm going to go to a couple of the positive stories first. Uh, the Niners looked tremendous yesterday, and I know people, you know, a lot of people undervalue running backs, but my God, Christian McCaffrey on that team, once Debo is healthy again, uh, to me the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC, right, along with the Eagles? You know what? Uh, they knew they were missing a spark, yeah. and what did they do? They went out and got a spark, and that spark showed up big, and I know Christian McCaffrey. I played with his dad um, and think the world of him and the way he trains, the way he prepares. I mean, the, the guy is a true pro, and he showed up big, and he made Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch look like Einstein <laughs> with what what they did. Right. And you know, the the guy was he did it all yesterday. And you're right, with Debo, when Debo comes back, I don't know. If the quarterback is hot stays hot and they continue to play defense the way they play defense and those those guys fly around and make plays, they're gonna be dangerous down the stretch, just put it that way. Bill Romanowski's was. I only have a minute left, so uh, important one here. Let's talk uh, Eagles for a second. Who do you trust more in the playoffs at quarterback, Jimmy G or Jalen Hurts? Um, I have. I would have to say Jimmy G, hmm. but you know Jalen has proven that. I, I mean, 
Jalen's probably got some more talent around him right now than Jimmy G, especially with what Jimmy G had yesterday. He had basically Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey took over the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts has got talent around him, and they're re- they play incredible defense. I'm impressed with Philadelphia, and I love watching them, and and I'm happy for Jalen Hurts and what he is doing out on the field. He is executing at a really high level. Bill, thank you so much. Uh, once again, uh, lean1.com is where you want people to go, right? Absolutely. You demand. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, guys. There he is, the former Raider. Did not pull any punches with what Las Vegas is doing right now. I didn't have the heart to get into the Broncos. I don't want to bring the guy down. <laughs> so we had to close, won. We had to close out strong. Well, they won, but it's been a weird season. You're right, they did win. Um, Niners, former uh, Niners-Eagles player. By the way, when we were going through NFC teams earlier, I was all freaking whacked out. My NFC right now would be Eagles, Niners. Well, I'm supposed to have a strong take on this, doing sports radio. Well, especially since now you're re- you're you're revisiting it. I mean, I figured. Well, because be- I th- I left out the Niners earlier. Okay, that was absurd. I-, I get that. You're saying that. Vikings Cowboys. Saying Vikings is- Cowboys. There you go. Top four. Vikings Cowboys. Eagles, your- Niners, Vikings Cowboys. Right now, that's your top four. Yes. Eagles, Niners, Vikings Cowboys. All right. But we're going to break. I may change my mind. I'm very. I'm very. I'm all, I had a, I had a soda earlier. I'm all screwed up. I don't know what's going on. Get some lean one. We'll, we'll get it together. We'll get it together. Nevada Sports Talk Hour with Cofield and Company on ESPN Reno and ESPN Las Vegas. There's a difference between carelessness and aggression, confidence and ego. Right now, you play with such ego, such carelessness, such recklessness with the football. But these decisions are unbelievably reckless. He's pressured again. He's chased to the right. Matt Wilson in pursuit. Now Wise throws throws up. A throw down field. Intercepted. McCormick's got another. Coming back to the 35-40. Far sideline 50. Go, Devin. Now the sideline to the 40. Stepping out of bounds. It's Cofield and Company. Live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. I do have to say I appreciate Scott Zolak even... Now, when the Patriots are ordinary and kind of suck, still getting super enthused. Zach Wilson, a little sloppy yesterday. Dan Orlovsky saying, grow up, buddy. Can't be sloppy anymore. No time for it. John Von Tobel with some picks and angles on the World Series game number three. Nope. Game postponed. Entire series gets pushed back. I think if I read it correctly, game six and seven would be the latest in baseball history. I think game seven would be on November 7th. The latest World Series games ever were like 91 and 2003 on November 4th. So baseball pushing now even further into November. Two bets went down for me. What were they? I had the Phillies over three and a half runs and had the Phillies. I may have had the over, too. That's three bets. Uh, good costume so far. People walking in. in. Good costume so far. Lots of costumes. A lot of my favorite servers are here tonight. Oh, is that right? You have favorite servers. Well, just because you know, Steve, they're they're just uh, they're very friendly and attentive. You are very and talkative. They, they come you are very talkative. You know all their shifts. You're like, oh, you're here later tonight, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's today a day shift. Yeah, yeah. So Lauren's here. Daisy's here. Hadley's at the front. 
Uh, Daisy's behind the bar, though. Maddie's here. The ladies are here, and they're all dressed up. We got a pirate. We got some bunnies. We have uh, Maddie is wearing a Dodger cap, and she's an Astros fan. She said she just because it's the scariest costume she could find. Okay. Uh, sports costumes. Have you seen anything? I don't think anyone here has a sports theme costume, Mm-mm. other than Maddie. There she's, you go. She's yeah. a Dodger. Have you seen anything you really liked on social media or at parties you've been to or out and about? Not sports related. The the best one that I've seen so far um, is there was an Austin Powers with the with the with the fembots. The best sports one I've seen is the one you tweeted, uh, Johnny from really? Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a party and a guy dressed up like Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Even did the hair. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. There's certain certain hairdo that Johnny Lawrence has. Yeah, it worked. There was also a Teen Wolf. Is that a sports character? Wasn't that the Michael J. Fox? Yeah, dude? yeah, yeah, from yeah way yeah. back. Yeah, it's a good sports character. I've seen uh, on the web. I've seen some good ones. I saw a guy with what looked like a, maybe a two year old baby. When can kids stand? I have no idea. I don't know this baby stuff. When can they stand? Seven, eight months. Like, really stand? Like, where you'd, you'd, yeah, like, they get when, up, when they, can they really walk well? Like, three, two, two and a half? No. Anyway, I saw a guy standing next to his child, a baby, mm-hmm. and he was Aaron Judge, and the child was Jose Altuve. I like that. That's pretty good, right? That's good. Yeah, that's a, that's good a good one. Yeah. And this is a sports person doing a costume, because we were looking for sports-related costumes. Did you see Asia Wilson? No. So Asia did almost like a photo shoot. This is not really a costume because she can't go out trick-or-treating as five people. She was playing all five main characters from Scooby-Doo. Oh, nice. Yeah. A 6'4 Fred, a 6'4 Velma, a 6'4 Scooby. I felt like Raggy. Shaggy. Shaggy. Right? Wasn't Raggy. Uh, Wasn't represented. Who did Shaggy's voice? Casey Kasem. Yeah. The legend Casey Kasem. So, if you were going to a Halloween party, what sports costume would you wear? I'm going to come up with it on the way back. Do you hear the song playing right now? What song is it? Crank it up. Okay, what is it? I would be a baseball fury from the movie Ah, The Warriors. Man, I just watched that like two weeks ago. Cofield and Company, Battleborn Sports Hour, presented by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400. Company's eye on sports betting with John Von Tobel. All right, sports Halloween costumes I could go tonight as to a Halloween party. Uh, one, a Michigan football player with a black eye and cuts all over his face from getting my ass kicked in that uh, brawl by Michigan State. I could do thin, ghoulish Tom Brady because he really does look thin and ghoulish now. Or... I could do Hawaiian shirt, fat guy, because I'm good at that, with a marker in my hand, and go as Andy Reid. Any good? John Von Tobel's with us from VSIN. John, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. How about um, put on a DJ Moore uh, jersey, yeah. but don't wear your helmet? Right, right. You know that the uh, one of the officiating experts said that actually should not have been called that he was off the field when he took his helmet off. Yeah, I know. Um, that sucks that? for them. And I, look, we see this stuff happen all the time, uh, at least when it comes to, hey, that probably shouldn't have been called. 
problem is, it's great to know that now. Uh, it's not great right. for the Panthers, who are staring at 3-0 and in the division right in the face and potentially a path to winning a terrible division. Um, so, big missed opportunity for that team, and it's a massive opportunity for Atlanta. I mean, like, that's a decision that swings things, right? I mean, ultimately, you got to, you know, execute as a player. But that is huge in terms of the grand scheme of things. What happens if the Falcons end up winning that division? It, it, maybe it could go back to that moment. John Von Tobel, Vison is up with us. All right. What do we got tonight? What do you want to do with this game? You got Bengals three, total 45 over the Browns. You know, I, I think so. I like to say all the time, Steve, like the numbers will give you clues because a lot of people like to know like what the respected money is on. Uh, and the fact that this has not budged off of three gives you an idea what the market thinks about the situation for Cincinnati. The Bengals have been getting better on a week-to-week basis. Yes, Jamar Chase uh, is not available for them, but Cincinnati has improved, and Joe Burrow has shown uh, that he is kind of still the guy that we saw at the end of last year that put them in the Super Bowl. So I would say that for me, especially when we look at some of the defensive numbers uh, for the other side, like I, I don't think I want any part to do uh, with anybody but Cincinnati here. I didn't play it personally. Uh, I have actually, for the first time in like six weeks, had a good weekend, so I don't know if I want to chase anything, uh, but I think it would be Cincinnati or pass for me tonight. JBT, I have become an absolute fan of your morning write-ups, the the market report in the NBA stuff at VEASAN. Um, so when you say now send your topic over, buy low spot on Green Bay next week, I have a new appreciation when you use those types of phrases in that vernacular because the NBA write-ups are phenomenal. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's it's about reading the market a lot of the times, Willie. You know, you, you know, when, if you read the reports and whatnot, it's, you know, you're looking at the way that the market rates things. And for Green Bay, you've kind of been sitting around waiting for potentially an opportunity. I know I've taken a couple of shots at some of those, um, and it hasn't really worked out. And it was more in the form of the teasers. The last time I played them was my famous Bay Bay teaser, which was the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the week they both lost outright. Uh, and that did not go very well. Uh, but I, like, I am curious here against Detroit, right? A Detroit team that has looked abysmal on offense, whose secondary mm. rate worst in the National Football League. If this might be the spot for Aaron Rodgers and the young receiving core to kind of break out and flex their muscles for one. Jaguars, Raiders. Raiders are favored again. And it's not like the Raiders have gone 0-7 ATS, but at some point you figure it flips against these teams that are they're basically the same type of team, aren't they? Or are the Raiders much better than the Jaguars? No, I, I think they're kind of the same. And you know what's weird, Steve? So, And this is why I wanted to point this game out, not to laugh at the Raiders, who only had, what, one snap, two snaps from the other opponent's territory last uh, last weekend? Or at least I guess it was yesterday. Um, it, it was the fact that, look at this schedule for Las Vegas. They've been oddly respected by the market despite yep. diminishing returns, you know? Like, look, go back to the Tennessee game. They're a road favorite. They lose that game. Uh, this game this last weekend, they were a road favorite. They lose that game outright. And now here they are again against Jacksonville and they're a road favorite. And, yes, in all these situations, we're talking about two or fewer points, so it's not that much. But it's still a sort of respect here for the Las Vegas Raiders that has not really been returned other than a three-game stretch where they covered all three contests. Uh, I'm really curious about this because I I think Jacksonville, like I finally took the shot against Jacksonville this past weekend, right? I was in on Denver uh, in the London game because I figured true neutral site, really kind of a tough spot, and they're not better than uh, the Broncos by two and a half points. I think they're kind of the same. And I think this kind of goes the same here. It's not a really strong home field, yes, but at the same time, to say that the Raiders are clearly the better team than Jacksonville, I don't know. It's something I would disagree with at this point. You know, one of the things that I noticed with the London games, when the team comes back, the opposition playing over, so the Raiders over 23-and-a-half. I believe I hit the Jets the last time. I can't remember who they were playing that came back from London, but... Uh, Raiders 23-and-a-half against Jacksonville, obviously looking for a bounce back. Have you paid attention to that? 
Are you talking about like a team total? Yes, team total. Okay. No, see the one the angle that I have seen Willie is uh, playing against these teams in the second half of their their games when they come back, right? Like if they're not taking a bye uh, in the second half, they tend to fade against some of these teams because uh, the thought process is is that they're exhausted, and that exhaustion won't show up right at the front, right at the front portion of the game when you're amped up and ready to go. It would be at the back end after a rest in the locker room and after your legs start to get a little bit weary after you've sat off them for a while or whatever it is. That's the angle that I have seen. And so from like a second-half perspective, betting against those teams that are playing without the bye coming back from London, but not so much the team totals, at least that I personally track. Dolphins offense humming right now, 382 yesterday and three touchdowns for Tua. They're playing the Bears. The total is... 44. The Bears just had 49 hung on them. Does the number seem low to you? It, well, so the, it moved. It actually it opened up 42, 41 and a half, and it's okay. up to 44 and a half. So, and, and so to give, everyone thought it seemed low. Well, yeah. So and, and that's what I wanted to point out here because look, the, the Bears for whatever it's worth, they're they're doing a fire sale, right? They're getting rid of all their good assets. They're acquiring picks, uh, and they want to just kind of stink. And so I'm not sure if I want to bet them to win some of these games. I mean, look, they scored, what, nearly 30 points and didn't even cover as a 10, 10.5-point underdog uh, this last weekend. But they're kind of competent on offense. And we saw what Detroit did with their running game in that first half. Man, like, the Dolphins are not a perfect defensive team, and we know that they're going to score their points rack up their yards. I agree with the market here, and I, I, I don't know if I would shy away from betting over 44, given what we know about Chicago and what we know about this Dolphins defense. Boy, this is fascinating around the NFL. The suck for Stroud teams. <laughs> Texans are one five and one. Lions are one and six. Seahawks are five and three. What? What are you doing? Seahawks, <laughs> and then look at the number this week. Do you agree with this number? Seahawks on the road getting two against the Cards. Yeah, I see. I don't. I don't disagree with it entirely. Like the, the Seahawks deserve some credit now, right? Like if you're looking at what they've been able to do recently, especially in the Cardinals as well, right? I think. So I bet against Arizona this last weekend, and part of the thing was a lot of people got enamored with that performance against uh, the New Orleans Saints on Thursday night, right? Not really realizing that Andy Dalton, despite the three interceptions, two of which were not his fault, by the way, because he only got charged with one turnover-worthy play, their secondary still stinks, Arizona. (laughs) It's absolutely atrocious. And you saw some of that pop up in the game against Minnesota. You saw the fact that Tyler Murray still continues to put the ball in danger. Geno Smith, for at least to give him some credit, does not really do that. He's been super aggressive as a quarterback while taking care of the football. Like, it's time to start respecting Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. They deserve the credit that they are due here at this point. And I think the Cardinals deserve to be downgraded. And keep in mind, Steve, it's not that big of a swing, right? Like, it, it, the Cardinals, for example, were two-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle. Now they're only two-point favorites at home. So I, I think this is one where there has been a market adjustment. The question you just have to ask is, is it enough here uh, that you're willing to go back on Seattle after they won and covered that game when they were back at home against Arizona? Uh, in the NBA, all the tanking for Victor Wembanyama is going really well. The Blazers are five and one. The Jazz are five and two. The Spurs are five and two. Meanwhile, the Lakers and Nets are one and five. Huh? Uh, <laughs> well, I would say. I mean, I'm sure you guys have discussed everything going on with Kyrie Irving. Uh, that seems to be just pure toxicity. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and it does seem that maybe um, they're going to find themselves at the bottom. Uh, but here's the problem: they don't own their picks, so <laughs> that kind of stinks for them. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, the other teams you're talking about, like this is going to start, water's going to start to find its level. We've talked about this all the time. The people who tank are the front office. Uh, the people who tank are the people who are not on the floor. The guys who are on the floor try their hardest every single night, and the Jazz still have some good pieces that they are reportedly still wanting to ship off. So I would say, you know, I, the Jazz are still going to be in contention for Victor Wembanyama. Uh, just give it about a month, and we're going to start to see those losses pile up and those bodies start to move as they ship them off. 
JVT, I got two for you real quick. Did you get burned by the NBA injury report? And number two, which candy will you be stealing from your child's bag this evening? Uh, one, I got burned by TCU over the weekend. That stunk. But, yes, I got burned by the injury report. Uh, and I love it. This is the NBA, Willie, on a day-to-day basis. Do all yep. the research. Don't see anybody on the injury report. I'm going to bet the Toronto Raptors minus four. Two and a half hours after I bet them, Fred Van Vliet has a tight back. and He's on the injury report. He's questionable, and this number is now two. So it goes to the territory of betting every night. So, you know, it's, you know, it's the fun of it. You're going to get some of these games, and you're betting it every single night. I don't really stress it too much, but it's always fun to point out. And uh, I'm a big peanut butter cup guy, so I think that's probably at the top of the list. He doesn't really like peanut butter that much, so I think that's the top of the dad tag. Yeah, that was uh, that was my number one pick. He uh, Willie actually accused me of, I don't know what it was, nepotism or something, with because uh, I had Reese's Pieces right behind peanut butter cups. Yeah, he well, he went from Reese's pieces to Reese's peanut butter. This should just all fall in one all right, category. You had, you my had, number one overall pick was a score bar. You familiar right. with the score bar? They don't even make it anymore, do yeah. they? Yes, they do. Okay. I feel like that's for like seventy-five-year-old men. Yeah, you had star, you had starbursts and jelly bellies. Well, I mean, what's happening here? It's terrible. It's, it's almost as bad as Kevin Kruger's answer when he said a brownie and ice cream. Like, what yeah, are we doing? whatever. You guys are the same ones that said no Geno. I have the Geno Smith of candies. My team's going to the playoffs. Wow, that that came from out of nowhere. I don't even know how to how to, how to transition on that. That was weird. That was very weird. Impressive. Whatever. You had Nestle Crunch. I had a hundred thousand dollar bar. Or hundred thousand grand, bar. grand bar. Grand bar. Yeah, I don't. Those you are, don't even know you, what's going on here. You got me flustered, kid. You're losing it. You are losing it. I am. I am getting all <laughs> fired up over candy. <laughs> John, what are you doing tonight? Uh, the kids dressing up. We're actually leaving right now. I'm holding up the pack. I got to get in the shower real quick and yep. uh, get everybody ready. But uh, the kid is dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog, and we are heading out to the, his uh, CS house to hand out candy and go around and get some. Nice. Yeah. Have a good time. Double nice. 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 All right, John, we'll see you. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is. John Von Tobel. I knew we were holding him up. Now the kid's going to be all. He's got two kids. I was being sincere, by the way. Have you read that 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 little market betting market report daily? I keep up with it now. It's like one of the things I, I, I read. I sit there and hit refresh between 6 and 7 a.m. until that thing goes up. It's really it's well done because it's an interesting way he goes about talking about it. Mountain West Conference lines in football this week. Mm. Air Force is playing Army. They're laying seven. BYU-Boise. Boy, that one changed from about four weeks ago, didn't it? Boise left for dead. Fires the OC. Cutter goes from advisor to OC. The quarterback bails. I know last week you uh, you saw the story with Bachmeyer's father where he said, what, he had to get the hell out of there? Mm-hmm. Quote. I, I'm starting to think, uh, well, maybe – Boise was like, good, get the hell out of here. Because Taylor Green's been really good. They can run the ball well. They're playing good defense. Michigan's Bo- laying 26 at Rutgers. Mountain West is what we were talking about. Boise, 7.5 <laughs> against BYU. Fresno, 24.5 against Hawaii. And uh, San Jose, 24 against CSU. It's been a crazy year, really crazy year. And Nevada came really close to knocking off San Jose, but – didn't get the job done. You lay in six and a half with the Aztecs? I mean, the value's lost in that game, isn't it? It was nine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they got that down. I, I know one thing. Pretty heavily. I'd have loved to have plus nine and buy that point six, and lay six or something. Or or how about this? You tease the Aztecs down to a pick em or minus a half, nine-point window. Hmm, nice.
What could have been, what could have been, Sunday betting, you got to be on it quickly when the numbers come out. Leather and lace night here at Twin Peaks, not to sound all creepy. Yeah. Uh, big beers under four bucks. Monday Night Football is on here in just a little bit. Willie's got a ton of football tickets. He's also got concert tickets to go see the Who. That's his grand prize tonight. So really good setup. A bunch of gift cards for Twin Peaks as well. We'll wrap it up. Thanks to Reno. You can listen to the whole show at lvsportsnetwork.com. For Willie, it's Cofield. Thanks, Mateo. Great job. Come on down to Twin Peaks.